0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you're listening to us, welcome. This is the SVT Sports Podcast. I am Vince in the driver's seat today, and I've got Tyler. How's it going, Tyler?
1: Good night. You expect us to fall Listen, asleep? As you're going Are we, we that sleep? boring?
0: No, no, no. It's it's the so- soothing, dulcet tones of my obnoxious voice that mm. uh, it works for me. I don't know. I I, I talk myself to sleep sometimes. Uh, yeah, whatever, man uh okay. if, if you're listening at night maybe you're driving somewhere you know and it's late at night you don't know, fall podcast. asleep while you're driving don't, what are you no, advocating I'm, what i'm saying is good night as in I hope your night is going good god damn just twisting my words tyler feel, god damn i feel like we're I'm in the hr like today i got to pull that out before we hit the one minute mark look at me all right oh. <laughs> tim is in the ones and twos how's it going tim Oh, yeah, I'm in the one and two seat,
2: I guess. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make it a thing. I'm calling
0: it. (laughs) Uh, Sam has called in sick today, so uh, we're going to soldier on without him. It wasn't his turn to host anyway, so whatever. We'll be fine. I am the new Sam. Well, if
2: Sam's
1: listened to it, maybe he's falling asleep. So, you know, good night.
2: (laughs) Good night, Sam. Whatever, man.
0: (laughs) I was trying to be fun and clever. You just ruined it. Oh, no, no, no. We just, we just got to jump on the train. You just shit in my you know? salad. That's what you did. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay, so... That's called now, blue cheese, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, blue cheese sucks. That's right. I said it. Okay, um, we got quite the show for you today. We're going to talk uh, quite a bit about the NBA. We got a couple of notes on baseball, um, hockey. We got some uh, interesting things happening, maybe, possibly. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We got some soccer uh mls is in full swing uh wrexham has had some stuff go on as well we'll get into all of that uh first we're going to start with the nba and we're going to talk warriors they won uh against portland 123 105 they won against los angeles clippers 115 91 now was almost about to do it the other way where i call them the chargers damn it Get it together, Ooh. Vince. They won against the Pelicans 108.99, and then they lose at the Lakers 113 105 in Steph Curry's return. They're currently 34 and 31, sitting in fifth spot in the West. Uh the West is awful tight. How's it going? Uh, what do you got, Tyler?
1: Um, yeah, that's that's a booty hole tight league. Like I said last week, I am reactionary. Um, I definitely think that when the Warriors are faced against a uh athletic big or a you know talented center i'm really nervous i i know that you guys were saying you, know, you don't want to see this team in the playoffs and yeah maybe you're right you don't want to see the warriors in the playoffs or they've definitely proven that over the years they've earned that that respect but they also you know are getting up there in age and have shown this season that a talented center will destroy them um i mean the clippers didn't have a center right portland didn't have their center Nurkic is hurt uh the pelicans don't have a center i think he's hurt too but anthony davis shows up you know i i know they beat uh the memphis last week but they didn't have their two centers and go and in town so i just think when you go up against the teams like the nuggets you know i'm gonna even throw portland in there because they're still in the mix because they got a great center as well um and you go against you know minnesota the Lakers, are, I think are 10th in the, in the seating right now. So they're technically in the playing rounds, but formidable centers. I, I think that's my red flag with the Warriors.
0: I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. Um, Lakers are actually down in 11th now um, uh, after the action. Uh, How do you win a game today? and go backwards? Oh, oh no, they're, we lost today. well, no. They, they uh they're, they're tied for 10th really with the jazz. They're both teams are 31 and 34. Um yeah, so, so I mean, I, there's got to be some other tiebreaker happening where the Jazz are up uh, ahead of them by some other measure. Um, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. Right now, the Warriors are in fifth, and the uh, 11th place is only two and a half games back. So, twelfth, uh, 13th place, the Trailblazers, they're only three games back. So, uh, if you're not the Spurs or the Rockets, you're still very much alive uh for a, a shot at the playoffs so so at least in the western conference in the east um it's pretty tight there one it's two three fa- it's still fairly tight um i think one two three is pretty much separating they got like
1: 45 46 wins somewhere in there
0: yeah the magic are three and a half games out of the 10th spot uh so i'm getting closer and closer to writing them off but i'm not quite there yet um the bulls I, are only a game and a half out paces are game and a half out of the of the uh, play-in tournament so um really nothing has been determined um at all uh you got I also want to shout out
1: the knicks fans because god did we say their team was going to be terrible it is not great but they're in like sixth or or they're in six and eight fifth they're okay in,
0: they're in fifth they, right now they've they won nine in this. a row
1: They beat the Celtics last night. That was an amazing game to watch. Um, I think it was like a one-point game, like 136, 135, somewhere around there. Anyways, Mm -hmm. great game. I was rooting for it the whole entire time that I wanted Boston to lose. Boston, I think, is in, like, second place. I think – who's in first? It's – It's
0: Milwaukee. Milwaukee, right, right. Yeah.
1: So, hey, shout-out Knicks fans. Y'all made it the worst draft I've ever seen in my life, how you get, like, five players and didn't get any of them, and you're in the playoffs, essentially, if it ended today. So – Shout out
0: to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, uh playoff seating uh the 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 fight for seating is going to be a lot of fun to watch going forward uh for the rest of the year. I mean, we're getting we're we're down to the to the needy greedy or the nitty gritty, you know, needy greedy. Um, the needy greedy. Uh that's Ooh. a that, that's a reference for people who watch the challenge. Uh you know <laughs> what's up, Nelly T. Moving on. Um <laughs> That's right. The 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 sixth national sport the the sixth sport of uh America. Sport. The challenge. Um, I'm
1: gonna use that for now. While. We're we're yeah. gonna be in the needy and greedy of this podcast. The, the, the needy
0: greedy, needy it's greedy, the greedy, needy, needy, greedy. The needy greedy. Yeah, I like greedy. that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's that's Nelly T. We're, we're gonna give him credit for that because uh <laughs> he says some weird things, man. I just I, I'm addicted to that show. Moving back to basketball. Um, so you have a couple of notes here as well. Besides the Warriors, we have uh, KD on the Suns. He makes his debut and they get the win over charlotte 105 91 um uh, he was pretty efficient 23 points on 10 to 15 shooting 204 from three and played 27 minutes uh obviously though the minute numbers are going to tick up a bit as we go along as he gets you know into the rotation more and uh he's coming back from that injury as well so um Uh, And then then we saw that the next game, uh, they played the Mavericks, 37 points in 40 minutes, uh, 12, of 17 and three for five from deep. Kyrie had 30 points in 37 minutes for the Mavs. So, um, yeah, this is. uh, Katie's really starting to integrate himself in, as as we said before I looked up the next note. God damn it. I'm just Uh. saying
1: right now that. The, the Suns, I, I mean, I've watched two games. And I think they've played a total of three games. I think we're missing one in between there, but it's fine. The Mavs game was a big one because, you know, he went against Kyrie. But, uh, no, I that is a scary good team. I mean, KD is not shooting the ball 25, 30 times a night. He's shooting 15, 17, 18, and he's efficient, and it looks great. And –
0: I was worried. I I I said it when they made the trade. I was like, the Suns just became like like uh, the co front runners to win the West, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, Katie is obviously that impactful. We saw him do it for several years here in the Bay Area, and uh, that is that is a an oppose like that's an opponent that you like you know you really got to take note of and you got a game plan, eight, like eight extra hours on just him alone man like on top of whatever else you got a game plan for so like that's a that's a scary dude and I, I i do not envy uh having to try to figure out a way to slow him down a little bit right now especially if he's healthy going into the playoffs that's gonna be a tough out man uh phoenix yeah, might he, actually he, finally get that championship they've been looking for
1: well assuming they stay we'll healthy yeah. i mean if they could stay healthy i mean that's always a big question mark especially with chris yeah. paul right can they stay healthy but uh, the, the game you should circle down if you're going to, you know, watch an opponent's game just for the fun of it. Um, April 6th, Nuggets come into town to play the Suns. So that's the game that I want to watch that definitely has, you know, implications for the West and implications. I love implications. Um, anyways, uh, for the West here. So we'll see that that could be a preview of the Western Conference finals. Who knows? I mean, I think the Suns are third or fourth and the kings are third memphis is second so i think the suns are fourth right now the
0: suns uh, are fourth yes
1: yeah and then the nuggets are in first place in the west here so um uh, oh i'm sorry i apologize bump your calendar up a few more days here march 31st the nuggets and the suns play again so um the end of this month should be a doozy and the beginning of next month should be also a doozy so
0: yeah you go I mean, watch a game watch that one super exciting uh uh, we got you know every team's right around 64 ish games played we got less than 20 games to go for the rest of the season um and that's for everybody some played 65 some are 64 63 whatever but we're getting down like to the end it's uh less it's you know less than 20 games for everybody at this point so um if if the warriors <laughs> get exited out
1: early on like say they don't make the pass the play-in rounds right just hypothetically speaking I am 100% going to be a Kings fan. I will root for them every step of the way.
0: Yeah. They haven't given me a reason to hate them. So, um, I, I I would love to see them, especially if in the second round, they go against the Grizzlies. Oh, Oh, that would be, that'd be so much fun. Cause I mean, I'm definitely cheering against the Grizzlies, you know, uh, they, that's not a team that I particularly like right now. So, um, you know, well, at this rate,
1: John Morant may not even be on the team. Who knows?
0: Yeah, ex- yeah, we'll see what happens um, going forward with that. Um, you said it. I was trying to find a way to transition to it, uh, but here we are. Um, you said the magic word, and that magic word is John Morant. Uh, let's do it. Let's rip this bandit off. He's been suspended two games. Uh, what did he do, Tyler?
1: Yeah, so. suspension. Yeah. What hasn't he done is probably the better question. Uh <laughs> So basically why he got suspended, there's a whole plethora of things that have happened. But more recently, after the Nuggets game, uh, John Morant was on an Instagram video flashing a gun, which people are like, oh, guns are legal. I don't care if guns are legal. That's fine. Whatever you want to agenda, you want to push in that. I, I don't care. My point is that John Morant is a figure in the NBA that people look up to, you know, youth, children look up to him. And you're on Instagram, which is, you know, a social media platform that children use and you're going to flash a gun on there. Now they came out and said, Oh, it's a lighter. I don't care. It looks like a gun. You're, you're advocating that it's okay to, you know, hold a gun near your head and, and do these little cool videos. No, it's not cool. It's definitely a terrible image to represent for the NBA for your brand and for children. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to add on to that, LeBron is getting old and the NBA is starting to look for a new face of the league. And John Morant is one of those guys that they're hoping that would, you know, take the mantle over for, for that. Like he wants, if he wants to be a guy that's marketable to everybody, you know, having a gun or a lighter that looks like a gun in an Instagram feed is probably not the way to get to to become the face of the NBA. Uh, It's definitely not a good look um, no matter how you slice it, no matter what you're, um political views are on guns or whatever it still doesn't look good that you know that that's the point
1: yeah i agree i apologize my cat decided right now is a good time for her to like drop it and then try and like use her litter box so we're just gonna roll with the punches on this one <laughs> <laughs> uh. so i just want to point out a couple things to note you know people are saying, Oh, the gun incident, what else has he done? Uh, so we're, I did this in the order of how the incidents happened within the year. So, uh, last year, or I guess earlier this year, um, Jaw oh, I didn't do this in the order, I'm sorry, it's a little out of order. Jaw invited a 17 year old high school player to be play pick to play pickup basketball this summer. The game got chippy. Um, is those of you who don't know if you play pickup basketball, there's kind of a rule that i guess you learn it's called you know check the ball in or check it and basically what happens is you give the the guy that's above the three-point line the ball he checks it to you you give it back to him it's kind of like a you know like when boxers go to touch gloves before they start their fight it's just one of those things right it's a gentleman thing gentleman act yeah so i guess it got chippy that 17 year old like bounced the ball really hard morant did the same thing but i guess the high school when he bounced the ball to check it back to morant it hit morant in the face And so Morant decided to punch the teenager in the face, (laughs) then proceeded to abuse him throughout the game by repeatedly hitting him towards the head. Um, As the teenager was leaving John Morant's premises, John Morant flashed a gun, put it in his waist pocket to intimidate the kid as he was driving away from his own house, which John Morant invited him to go play pickup basketball. So that's incident number one. Incident number two, uh, the... uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the Pacers were playing earlier this year. Ja Morant's dad and a close friend were sitting in the stands, per usual Jaw's dad's at pretty much every game that he goes to, um, and I guess they were getting chippy and talking back and forth to uh, members of the Pacers' uh, coaching staff. Um, As the game ended, uh, a car drove by one of the Pacers' members with John Morant in that car. That car that John Morant was in decided to flash a red dot light at the Pacer member's car. Those of you who don't know, red dot lights usually means it's at the end of a gun or a rifle or something of that nature. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's incident number two. Incident number three, John Morant's mom goes to a local mall, gets into a bit of an altercation with the mall security, who then she calls John Morant to come down here and take care of this. John Morant gets into a bit of an altercation, his crew ends up backing him and saving him out of it. But the quoted stat of what he said to the security officer was, let me find out what time he gets off right as of course to intimidate him and tell him that my crew will come here after you type of deal so. And then our last bit is that we get John Morant flashing that gun after the Nuggets game so a kid who grew up in the suburbs. A kid who grew up in a place, in a two-parent household, um, which most kids, especially of African-American descent, don't get that luxury to do so. I don't understand what Ja's doing. I don't understand why he's trying to be a thug and why he's trying to be ghetto, when in reality that wasn't the life he grew up in. I think it's his posse, whoever he surrounds himself with, whatever his inner circle is. Um, but to me, John ja Morant's not trying to find his way out of the ghetto. John Moran's trying to find himself out of the gated
0: community.
2: So, how old is this uh, this guy?
0: Early twenties. I don't know how old exactly he is. Um, okay, can look that up. Uh,
2: so he he's 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 definitely that. Like, I'm gonna break out of you know. The, he's 23. He's 23. Yeah. It's just like I've always been, you know, like uh, like uh, you know, middle class or whatever. You know, like I've I've had all these privileges. Now I'm going to, you know rebel against all that you know maybe. essentially
1: yeah but when you come into a lot of money like that you know I and Jaws dad seems like a guy he's probably got his head on his shoulders you know for the most part I know him and uh what's his name got into Shannon Sharp got into an argument match but then they squashed it and they had a you know it was fine after that so it seems like Jaws dad at least from the outside perspective, I, mean, I don't know the internals of their family, but it seems like his dad's got a good perspective on how to handle things in life. And I think maybe jaw isn't listening, necessarily listening to it and more or less being like you're saying, Tim, you know, a young adult with a lot of money, you yeah. know, I can't fathomly tell you what I would be like if I was, you know, 23 years old with millions of dollars, you know, an endorsement deal that's paying me. So
2: yeah.
1: um, I would hope that I would not try to pretend like I'm somebody that I'm not, but, to say, you know, everyone's different when they get a little bit of money in their life. So yeah. um, he almost got dropped by Nike too. So Nike released, a, he just released a shoe not too long ago. So that's obviously a big deal for Nike and big deal for jaw. Uh, but they released a statement uh, after jaw released his statement saying that he's taking time away from the team to recollect and try to grow and be, you know, blah, 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 blah. The, the usual stuff you say when you get in trouble and people tell you to make a statement and you're a professional yeah. athlete. So apparently Nike is going to support him. You know, I hope that he does, you know, find this, the support that he needs to make sure he gets his life back on the right track. Cause right now he's finding the fastest route possible to not only ruin his career, but ruin, you know, everything his family's ever helped him out with, get him to, it's not just him dropping everything. It's all the people that made sacrifices for you along the way to get you to where you are too,
2: you know? Yeah. It, it might be that he has to lose something in order to understand that. You know, it's like, oh, I, absolutely. I lost this deal. I lost this. I, oh, crap. My actions do have consequences. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so um, hopefully he gets his head, head right as quickly as possible uh, because we, we don't need... Uh, he's obviously a massive talent and um, a massive talent like that, uh, obviously we want to see him playing at his best uh, for as long as possible as long as his body would allow him but if his mind isn't going to allow him to do that then uh, then that's just a whole lot of wasted potential and that's not good for anybody who's somebody
1: that's like really similar to to like what Jaw's is doing in your opinion you guys i i think like um hardy what's his name from the cowboys oh greg hardy was somebody i mean he's yeah more of a pos than than i think oh he's
0: way be. more no 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 greg hardy is an absolute bad man like he's right he's he, he's uh the guard one of the worst humans to ever be a professional athlete um i think I aaron think hernandez else... is another one that was like really really oh. bad um and and jaw's not like at that level at all i'm not saying that at, at all like he's not out like as far as we know he's not hit that level yet but if he keeps doing shit like this, if he it, it, like, if he's like, you know, getting in fights with teenagers and brandishing weapons and, like, it's, it's not that hard to see how the rest of America will make leaps like that. And so he's got to really figure this out and figure it out quickly. I think someone closer
1: to mind is, um, Oh geez, what's his name? The, the linebacker that the 49ers had that had all the Alden Smith. Fun yeah somebody Alden who Smith. like had all yeah, the talent had everything in the world and just couldn't get the help that he needed to uh-huh. to be better you know that's
0: that, that that's actually um that that's more of the comp that i'm trying to get to like yeah that's if he doesn't figure it out he'll he'll find himself out of the league and it's not for lack of talent uh it'll yeah. be it'll be for lack of uh brains so yeah
2: so it it sounds like dead maybe it's just the people he's surrounding himself with that are you know he kind of wants to show off for or he wants to that's know, what i think do, i think it's his inner think? circle I, I,
0: obviously this is all speculation let's let, let's throw that You're out right, there. Yeah. blanket statement <laughs> we're yeah this is all speculation but yeah this is yeah, also
2: the thi- psychology sports here
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do think it's his inner circle um i again like I said, I think his dad's got his head on his shoulders. I, I I don't know the inner organs of their household, but you grew up in a two parent household. A lot of people don't have that luxury. I did certainly didn't have that luxury of growing up in a two parent household. I had two parents, but they weren't in the same household. Yeah. You know? I mean, so, that's,
0: that's literally half of America. Like, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah.
1: So, so I, I would think that he was pretty grounded, you know, in the sense of where he grew up family wise. And he grew up in a, nice area you know he didn't really grow up in the ghetto or in a bad area maybe i that's why i think it's probably the people that he surrounds himself with you know and and maybe maybe take a lesson from mc hammer and maybe separate yourself from from people you think are your friends when they're really not your friends that you know so that
2: could be another parallel yeah just it could be who has money who's attracting the wrong people and he's like oh yeah come along it's okay let's all be friends i got money let's let's party you know Mm -hmm
1: yeah i mean i mean if you there's so many parallels i mean t-pain was the same way the singer t-pain you know i mean he didn't know he didn't have money until he tried to buy his eighth house and his <laughs> agent told him he didn't have any more money you know yeah. so yeah he went bankrupt and t-pain really you know looked himself in the mirror and and was able to grow as a person now look at him you know so yeah. maybe that's something that jock i mean there's so many parallels jock mm-hmm. could choose it one. can go
0: it can go good or it can go bad. And obviously this is a crossroad. Yeah, I think absolutely we've hit the crossroad point for John Morant and, and I really do hope he gets it right because I want to boo him for actions on the court, not off the court. (laughs) That's, that's, that's really what it is. You know, I mean, as I I love watching sports, obviously we're doing this podcast. Um, and I love having villains to boo against. And as uh, almost as much as I love having guys to cheer for, and yeah, Ja is an excellent villain last year and and I, I i i enjoyed it but you know there was also a level of respect and i hope he figures it out and we can get back to that respect level that i you know begrudgingly well, ha- had for him
1: <laughs> one last thing on this one is that uh, it looks like today steven adams god i love that man free free adams free aquaman for me he's the the patron saint on this uh, memphis grizzlies team for me Uh, I guess they had a uh, closed team meeting only to discuss, you know, obviously the Morant situation and locking in for the playoffs and things of that nature. So um, not good. If you're having a team meeting at this stage of the, of the season, not good.
0: Even if you're the two seed, if you're having a, which the Grizzlies are, they're the two seed, they're having a team uh, players only meeting. uh, It does not bode well. Yeah.
1: So we'll see. Hopefully they, uh, Drop it to a, a fifth seed. You know, who knows? You know, we'll, see. we'll see.
0: what. Yeah, we'll see what
1: happens. Um,
0: Okay, seeing what happens is, you know, this, that's a clunky transition. Fuck that. Forget it. Didn't happen. <laughs> no, that happened. <laughs> leave this it's in. Leave, in. No, it happened. Leave, leave it in. But I'm going to tell you right now to cut it, Tim. Cut this. Cut this. Okay. <laughs> to baseball. All right. Uh, Rob Manfred um, has talked about how he wants to institute a salary cap. That's obviously something that, um, uh, would address the small market teams, uh, small market teams being the A's, the pirates, the Royals, Tampa Bay, um, all of these teams that operate, um, uh, very fiscally conservatively, I guess, uh, for lack of a better phrase, um, teams that are not willing to spend much money on payroll, um, The the salary cap would also come with a salary floor, I would imagine. So teams can't spend above a certain amount, but they have to spend at least a minimum amount. And if they're not, you know, in that zone, they're in deep, deep shit, you know? So so uh, the problem is uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association, under no circumstances, is going to agree to a salary cap. That's their current stance right now uh, which means the next, uh, negotiation for a collective bargaining agreement is going to be ugly. I mean, with baseball, it's always particularly ugly, but this one is shaping up to be especially heinous. So,
1: well, especially because they can't even land a TV deal with, with, you know, certain markets like Apple TV or or YouTube TV. So that's going to be ugly. Um, I guess my question too though is that it's very vague on the article that i read that it said that it it's to address small market teams does that mean small market in the sense of tv rights or just salaries you know that's something i i don't really know because the way i look at it is yes the a's the rays um i don't know what else would be a really small market i guess the indians pittsburgh. would be a small, pittsburgh oh pittsburgh is god awful anyways but to be fair, the Padres are a small market team when you come to TV shares, revenue sharing of that nature, just the owner is willing to spend money to try and be competitive. So where, what does it mean by small market? Do we mean by,
0: I, I think know? it's the way I, the way that I understand it is it's the way that teams are behaving financially that, that, that's, that's. You know, that that's going to be the biggest if you if you want to address if you want to
1: address that, then get rid of revenue sharing again.
0: I would agree. Like, Um, knock it out. I mean, the A's are about to lose revenue sharing if they don't have a stadium situation in place uh, uh, figured out by the end of this year. So, I mean, revenue sharing is coming for for the A's if they don't figure it out. And I kind of agree. I think revenue sharing should only be in place if there's a salary cap you know, Mm. and a salary floor in that, like as well, like um, because I'm tired of seeing the A's year after year after year, not sign anybody of consequence. You know, I mean, I I know you're sick of it. Sam has beaten the drum, uh, beaten this horse to death over this man. Uh, This horse, uh, we've just, we rode it into the ground and then we, stuck some dynamite in the dead horse and blew it up like this more than just beating a dead horse at this point we are it, sick of it
2: it's now glue that has been consumed by kindergartners and has that's come right. out the yeah. other end
0: that's right and yeah it is now like uh in the the septic tanks of elementary schools all across the east bay like that's how beaten this dead horse is okay uh that was good i like that up on the back All you're right. welcome yeah that was good thank you tim for the assist and we got there man that was great um so yeah needless to say we 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 need uh if we're they're going to institute a salary cap a salary floor must be part of it as well otherwise what's the fucking point you're just uh you're just hamstringing the bigger market clubs uh for no other reason um, so well okay that's, i think the salary floor and is gonna help at least um the bigger like the 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 bigger market teams, uh be okay with that.
1: I'm very curious because <clears throat> Jim Passon was on. uh oh,
0: Jeff Passon.
1: Jeff Passon. Jeff Passon. Yeah, that's right. Jeff Passon was was on uh, I local radio po- podcast. Oh, it was, a, it, was uh, it was a podcast. NFL okay. kicker, ex NFL kicker.
0: Oh, um, yeah, the punter uh, McAfee. Thank Pat you, McAfee. Yeah, so
1: Jeff Passon was on uh, Pat McAfee show. Um, Pat McAfee knows very minimal about baseball. All he knows is Pittsburgh Pikes. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but, okay. um, but I, I found it interesting because, you know, he, they were kind of talking about this as well um, shortly after I'd found the article. So it was like perfect timing, but uh, he, he agrees too that. Like he was talking about the Padres being like, how would they be if the old, there's two things you got to do. You had to get rid of the revenue share, revenue sharing. You had to get rid of it completely. And secondly, you'd have to increase TV rights for everyone, not just the Yankees and the Dodgers. And you have to increase it for everyone because, you know, the Padres are essentially dumping money into a team, knowing that they're going to come out negative at the end of the year because they don't get any TV revenue shares from it to be able to like compensate on top of, you know, I mean, they're getting tickets, but the amount of money they're pouring into the team, he's just trying to win because The way they looked at it as the Lakers, the Knicks, right, in the basketball terms, are the biggest markets when it comes to TV shares. And to be fair, the Warriors are not the biggest market when it comes to TV, you know, broadcasting shares. What Jeff Paston was getting at, though, is that the most profitable and successful NBA team is the Golden State Warriors because they keep winning. So that's kind of the idea of what the Padres are doing. Maybe that's why maybe I'm a little attracted to them a little more as well, too. You know, they're dumping money into it just to win because winning brings money and they know they're not going to get it off of the TV share. So um, if they're going to do that, they have to make a balance across the board for it. It's the only way I see that working, manufacturing to make sense. The last thing I want to touch to is that they were talking about Shohei Otani and if Shohei Otani puts up, similar numbers to what he did the last two years three years the starting price point for him is 500 million dollars easily
0: oh it's good money if you can get it so
1: i mean so i mean like what does the salary cap do like can you start a contract at 500 million dollars with the salary like where where's the cap what do you call the cap a billion dollars
0: yeah Yeah, i mean that's 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 a very good question and obviously a 500 million contract that's over you know 13 years or sure you know 14 years or whatever it is so it's not literally 500 million every year but um it is a lot of money to commit to one player um several teams have done that before and uh we've seen it mostly bite them in the end um the angels come to mind um and i think (laughs) this is part of the way the owners are going to uh Uh, get around this uh, uh, get around giving out these massive contracts going forward is they want to is if there's a salary cap hey we can only afford to allocate you know 30 million for our top players we can't afford to do 50 million anymore because we have to think about the other 25 guys on the major league roster or something yeah you know so uh, and maybe there's some flexibility in like only your uh, because there's always guys uh, coming in and out of the lineup like through AAA. a uh, maybe it's only your top 20 salaried guys count for the you know salary cap or whatever so i mean there, there could be ways around it and making sure that it's right and then it's also a matter of what's the number uh itself that that's you know uh, is it is it 200 million a year? Is it 300 million as your max? I mean, we'd have to look and see what teams are currently paying right now. And I would have to assume that you want to structure it that right now, the at least the top three teams, whatever the top salaries are, um, they would be considered over uh, at the very least. Cause you want to rein in the, the big, the highest end of the spending. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's a whole process. And the next collective bargaining agreement isn't for a few more years anyway. So, but they're getting this out now, so that way they can try to they can have the most amount of time to spin, uh, to to spin it and get, you know, the majority of people in favor of it before it's time to really start knock out, drag down, fighting over it.
1: An interesting, it just came to my mind right now is, you know, NBA if they do, you know, ten day contracts or two way contracts. It doesn't affect the salary cap, right? Correct. So, what do you what are MLB teams going to do in September when they do their forty man? Well,
0: well Which- I mean, that's what that's why I was. I just threw out the top twenty salaried players are the only ones that count. You know, because you have tw- be, yeah. you have twenty six on the active roster every day, but um, when you, you know, I mean, the, like easily, like easily, the the bottom three guys. At least on every team they're making just the league minimum. So whatever you can almost scratch that off. Um, I feel like it would it's have 23 to be, of the 26. I, I feel like guys. it would be like
1: if those if those call-ups, September call-ups, if I oh, mean they can't, you, they can't they can't they can't make a playoff roster, they have to be on the team.
0: Well, no, no, they could still make the playoff roster. You, I mean you'd get allocated 26 spots if they're in the organization. They could still make the playoff roster, um, because they go from twenty. Uh, they expand only to twenty eight now. It's not expanding to forty anymore. I feel and like that they,
1: has to go against the salary cap because, like, two way guys can't make a playoff roster in the NBA. They're not allowed to. So, okay, well,
0: I mean, but that's unless you sign how it them. works in baseball. No, so, I'm saying, the system, so yeah. what I'm saying I'm, is that,
1: like, if they make a playoff <laughs> roster, I feel like they'd have to cut count against your salary cap. Cause no, you're I, I mean.
0: Well, well, I, I'm just saying like it's whatever the 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 highest paid players are, no matter what those salaries are. Like, oh, you're just it's saying 20, top twenty highest at all? Okay. Yeah, top twenty highest, top twenty three highest, whatever the number is, that might be the way to do it. Um, so like a September call up, if he makes the roster, he's probably making league minimum. You know, whatever that that doesn't that's not going to affect the salary cap. You know. So that's, that, that's what that, that, that's what I'm kind of angling towards. I guess, I guess that's I guess, how I su- suspect it might end up going down.
1: If, okay. If I was an owner, I probably would go the way that I was thinking. And the reason why is let's say you have Jim Johnson, right. And you're paying him 5 million, right. For the season. And he's terrible, obviously. Yeah. But, but it's fucking you, you nothing are,
0: and 5 million. Right. Let's, yeah. Let's,
1: let's say you're, you're a September call up and he's only $700,000. And he removed Jim Johnson off of the playoff roster and put this kid on the playoff roster. You know, how does um, that affect your salary um,
0: tax? You know what? I, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't entirely know. I, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, that's something that you'd have to work out. I suspect.
1: No,
0: um, no wonder these it, uh, collective
1: agreements the, take forever.
0: I know. Right. We're just spitballing here. This is, uh, I, I would think that. Um, the salaries are like, like, you know, a $5 million player versus a, a $700,000 player, for example, in your case, I suspect I like would have the five, like... I, I expect, I, I expect that the salary cap on that, like, is not going to be affected in the playoffs. I think it's already calculated for the regular season. Um, And, and then if, if you like make a trade, you know, and, yeah. and I mean, it's it's only the bottom of the like, you know, if it's only like two or three players that count toward the salary cap that don't count and they're at the bottom and they're making the league minimum anyway, that's not going to affect that final. Like, those guys aren't going to affect the final number. Obviously, it's, you know, it, we're, we're spitballing about something that's four years away, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it's tough. It's something to think about. Um, fans, if you have a thought on what the salary cap might end up being, if a salary cap will actually happen, um, go going if you know. if you were Send to do email. a salary
1: cap, what would you be your hard cap number? What would you yeah, set that's it to? A,
0: that's another good one. Um, it's stuff that we can think and dream about, um, for a while. Um,
1: and if you want to talk about luxury tax, let's throw that in there too.
0: Yeah, I mean, we currently have a luxury tax, it's a joke, uh, in baseball right now, it's but such a joke. it's also yeah. a
1: joke. Also, a joke was this, uh, uh, uh summer action here between the Orioles and the Pirates that shit was whole spring
0: spring action see you made the transition you took the transition from me and then you botched it I'm (laughs) in the A chair (laughs) (laughs) oh I did it twice I got you twice you (laughs) fucker (laughs) all right so um Orioles and Pirates played the bottom of the ninth with no umpires when the score was seven four they didn't need to play it they still wanted to play it. I guess the umpires didn't get that note. Um, the Pirates still ended up winning. They didn't need to play the bottom of the inning, but they did anyway.
1: What uh, That was fun to watch, though. To watch them just be like, was that a strike? Yeah, it was probably a strike. Yeah, <laughs> no. probably. I don't know. There's no umpire to tell me you were right or wrong. Right, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, the A's look, uh, look interesting. I know we're going to go into depth about it next week about the roster and everything of that nature, so
0: yeah um I will say I was just um in Nevada this past weekend um hanging out with my sister and her kids and you know just doing family big brother type stuff hanging out um what I did do though was I did get a copy of the um win totals um, oh. as of Saturday night um, obviously some of those are going to fluctuate a little bit but um they have the A's at 59 wins like they don't even have them making 60. Uh, in vegas and so when you're betting the over under as much as i want to bet the over on 60 wins like 60
1: but seattle's pretty good
0: yeah anaheim's gonna be okay and anaheim is like they, they set anaheim at 81 and a half i think um yeah
1: and then you got houston
0: yeah so so i mean it's it's obviously a tough division but you're not playing them 19 times anymore you're playing them 13 So you just like, that took out 24 games away from teams that are, you know, 18 of those games are from teams that are definitely better than you. Texas is the team that you're like, I don't know, you know, whatever they, they, they should be better on paper, but they're, they never are. So, um, you know,
1: I I don't know the answer. I don't know if I will tonight. I'm kind of curious as to what what's the odd payout? Like if I throw hundred bucks down on it's one ten,
0: it's minus minus one ten. So like you're, Oh, if you, so I can win. So okay. You, you, yeah. You, you pay 110, you win a hundred. So it's fairly close to even money.
1: I'm going to put that bet in. Like you think so? I'm um, going to go over yeah, for sure. I'm going over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take 59. Yeah. You, yeah.
1: Can, you can win 62, 63 games.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if it was 70, I'm definitely taking the under, but um. I just remember in 2018 when I, you know, uh like uh they they set the over under at like 75 and I was like this this team's going to the like this team's going to be over 500. I'm like that was an easy bet and oh yeah. cash, cash that fucker in September like be, like before September started, man. Uh yeah. So
1: I'm putting in my bet yeah. I'm putting in my bet yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just getting a hold of your uh special connection in in uh, Phoenix, huh?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know it. All
0: right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll 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 talk to you later about uh maybe putting something down for me as well, but we'll uh, we'll circle back to that. Um yeah. Uh so we're going to just make another clunky transition into hockey because that's what we're doing today. This is the clunky No sir, that's episode. not a clunky
1: transition. It's a one-timer.
0: Yeah, it's a one-timer whatever.
1: I passed it to you. Yeah. I'm supposed to score it
0: yeah no i just i i healed it i healed it that's okay i, it. <laughs> uh, I, I
1: dumped right. it into the corner yeah i'm just sitting on i'm waiting for you to come
0: pick up the puck <laughs> yeah no, i just um uh, somebody just crashed me into the boards man it fucking hurt okay <laughs> uh the sharks over the last week went 0 and three they lost at like, all three of these games were at home they lost to montreal 3-1 st louis 6-3 and then Washington, in front of a sold out crowd, they lost eight three. It was four two going into the third, and that 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 third period just ended up terribly. They're currently eighteen wins, thirty three losses, and twelve overtime losses, which is good enough for dead last in the Pacific. The Anaheim Fox Ducks, excuse me, uh, jumped ahead of us by two points, and now it's time to go duck hunting, I guess. No, it's quack not. Quack
1: it's tank for bedard season now
0: it's tank for bedard season that's true that yeah i again we need to be we, we can Columbus. we can make we can make our jokes and stuff but i i just i i don't love tanking i really don't it no if you no no, if you no suck, one says we
1: have the tank we should play but if yeah. we're not good and we yeah lose,
0: it's not yeah if we're not good and we lose so be it but um, I don't like the like yeah the word tank uh, gives me the ick you know yeah um, it's like
2: you try your best <laughs> you always try your best yeah, don't I your yeah, and
0: these guys always I mean uh, n- nobody is saying that these athletes aren't trying to win every game because every single one of these guys they they're alphas you know um they they try they try to win every time they're trying to do their best every time and it's just not working you know it's not it's not happening and why. Well, I- I That's think, okay if they end up in the draft lottery and can get a top spot and get Connor Bedard or whoever is available in the top three or four. I want so Connor be it, you know, I want yeah,
1: I think I think, so the blue jackets, I think the blue jackets are technically first in the, in the drafting and a mock draft. I think I think they have a worse point percentage than we do.
0: Um, well, I mean, and I'm gonna bring up the standings right now and figure we this have out. a we
1: have a worse win loss standard standings, but I think. The Blue Jackets have the worst point total standings.
0: All right. So, yeah, I mean, points. Blue Jackets have 46. The Sharks have 48. The Blackhawks have 47. So the Sharks are like that. That's your race for the bottom is um, Sharks, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, um, and actually the Anaheim Ducks as well. They're they're at 50. Um, So the Sharks are only two points ahead of the Blue Jackets. Uh, they're right there. They're, they're in a top three spot as of right now. So we'll see, you know, how it shakes out between now and the end of the season. Again, this is, you know, every team has played between 60 and 63 games. It looks like at the moment, a couple of 64s, um, but yeah, so we're getting real close to the end. We're in the needy greedy of the, uh, the end of the season. Bring uh, it so- back. Here's the Bring callback baby. Back. Put it on the board. <sighs> yes. Okay. So um the sharks suck it hurts my heart um they do still are they still are selling out about um 10 games so far this year i counted i think it was it was either 9 or 10 that's um, a lot so, more than expected so, yeah so for a team that is terrible um uh, they are still selling out including the last two saturday night games um this past week was uh a couple days ago was like their women in teal event um so you know the, the sharks had special jerseys the week before was the Patrick Marlowe jersey retirement. That was a sellout. So uh, you know, they're they're still getting people into the seats. It's, hockey is still an excellent sport to watch live, even if your team is on the short end. Uh, so um if if you got if you got the time, get out there, uh, maybe even go to the minor league game. Uh which we still light. need to do. We still we will, need to do. We will do that. Um, I'll I'll look at the schedule when we get back.
1: Uh I think they're done with the road trip. I would assume so at this yeah. point
0: yeah we'll take a look um so you did put another note here in nhl though um you noted that there's two possible expansion teams coming um a couple of uh experts john buchagross and kevin weeks have both hinted via twitter that houston and atlanta could be your um expansion teams it seems like the nhl is trying to give atlanta a third try a third bite at the apple man um uh, the it didn't work in the 80s that team ended up uh, being uh, the Calgary Flames I believe yep. and then uh, then obviously the Atlanta Thrashers they relocated to Winnipeg god a decade ago now at this point maybe even a the little jets. more yeah they're now the Winnipeg Jets so the Atlanta Thrashers could be back again for a third try Houston Aeros the A-E-R-O-S as in like aeroplane um lame yeah, that's it, it's not an inspiring name, but Houston is a market that the NHL has been salivating over. I I, I kind of thought that they would eventually give up on Arizona and move Arizona. I'm surprised to Houston. they haven't. Yeah. What a
1: joke of an organization that yeah. is.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're playing in a college arena for 4000 people. And obviously their team is not that good this year. Otherwise, there'd be a bigger story about. A potential playoff team only being able to sell four thousand fucking tickets for their fucking playoff game this is uh it, it it's ridiculous um and i know like as an ace fan i don't want to see anybody lose their team um because for the fans that are there that is heartbreaking and it is devastating and we saw it happen to the raiders moving to vegas uh, i know sam stuck by them, but there are other people that didn't like um I know people that are that are done with football entirely, or they jumped ship to another team entirely because they were just too broken-hearted over it. And and it, as much as it sucks, at least I, I, the difference I see between the A's and the Coyotes is the Phoenix Coyotes have never had that fan base like really fully support them for any ex- extended period of time, whereas the A's for fifty-five years. I mean, we're, I'm not going to say we're selling out every time, but when the team is winning, they are absolutely doing a lot better. Um, and before this ownership group has just really put us through the ringer, we've been a lot more heavily supported even in, you know, down years. So I, I don't view them as the same situation at, at all. Uh, the The fan base still exists in Oakland for the A's. I don't know that the fan base ever truly existed in Phoenix uh, for the Arizona Coyotes?
1: Well, I mean, I would think that a lot of their teams, you know, I mean, the, I guess the Cardinals are a good producing team as far as sellout seats, but the Suns have now come around. But I can tell you right now, there was a time when the Suns was god-awful and nobody was show up to those games. I mean, oh, you yeah. had your eight seconds or less with Steve Kerr as the general manager, but outside of that, you know, that hot garbage of a team, you know? So I don't know how much phoenix was really shelling out to show up to some of their sports local teams anyways but
2: right but it's especially
1: yeah it's really bad with 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 the coyotes like the ownership is like vancouver that's a pretty shitty organization and not because like you know they're not in t- trying to win i mean lately they haven't but they're just shitty people whereas like the coyotes <laughs> ownership they're just shitty in general like they don't want to invest in the team they don't want to try and win. You know, at least Vancouver tried to win multiple times. You know, I, the, the twins still give me nightmares when I think about them. So, um, yeah, I don't think they need to lose organization. I just think they maybe need, need new ownership, Let's go with a new direction, kind of help out, be able to produce fans coming to sit down. I mean, hell, you're in a hockey rink in Arizona. You can't sell that. You can't sell being in a cold place to get yeah, out
2: of the heat r- right
0: <laughs> you know I, I would think that you know uh, as long as you have the technology figured out that you can get nhl quality ice which they have you know i mean if they couldn't have figured it out in the first you know 25 years that obviously they'd be gone already but that I, I it's it, it boggles the mind i just I, I i don't get it uh phoenix should be you brought it up it's it's, it's a co- it's a place to stay cool in the hot hot desert sun doesn't Phoenix. make any sense to me i mean the, the, yeah even in no the winter brainer. months when it's like you know 65 degrees or whatever you know or 70 degrees or even 80 in december you know i mean there's the, it, it, it's it's a cool place yeah, yeah cool cool Just down put, a little bit yeah
2: put in a food court and an arcade maybe a movie theater and then yeah. stay for the game <laughs> yeah as a byproduct I mean, you could do literally <laughs> like a whole
1: market like a you know like a mall in a sense you know for lack of better terminology where right, it's yeah. all enclosed and this stadium is attached i don't know. i don't know. if a- i was an anyway. owner we could
0: be but i do yeah <laughs>
1: yeah it's, talk to the, me about these expansion teams
0: yeah so i mean so we're talking houston and we're talking atlanta uh the i i can't believe that nhl wants to go into atlanta a third time before they give quebec their uh, a second chance uh, yeah. the current colorado avalanche defending stanley cup champion colorado colorado avalanche were until 1995 i believe they were located in quebec city they were the quebec nordiques and Then wouldn't you know it like right away, as soon as they moved to Colorado, they won a Stanley Cup in uh, 96 and then they won it again in 2001. And then it took another, you know, 21 years to get a third one, but they've got three cups since going to Colorado and that that city like two of those cups definitely like rightfully could be considered like stolen from Quebec that and they've been clamoring for a new for a, a hockey team since then you've got uh, hamilton ontario is another one it's a it's a pretty big city the problem that a lot of people see is it's a little too close to toronto so they don't they don't want to step on the maple leafs too much i think so but i mean those are two canadian cities for a sport that is predominantly played by canadians in america Uh, I I feel like Canadian cities should get the first bite of the apple before any more American cities at this point,
2: especially
0: when Atlanta relocated back into Canada to become the Winnipeg Jets again, which, oh, by the way, that's what the Phoenix Coyotes were, the, the Arizona Coyotes were before when they moved in 96 out of Winnipeg, they moved to Arizona and became the Coyotes. So this whole thing, it's, you know, all of these interconnected, you know, teams moving in and out of the same cities. Uh, give give Quebec their chant, their city back. Give them the Nordiques back, man. Um, and well,
1: yeah, I, I I I tell you, I will tell you why they're going to Houston and why they go to. Well, again, speculations, but why they're going to go there. But first of all, do you know how to piss off a Maple Leaf in a Canadian van? How? ask them which was the first hockey team
0: oh yeah that'll do it
1: they the will Pat's, fight
0: yeah <laughs> they
1: will fight to the death to say oh. that theirs was first
0: <laughs> canadian spite this is news so, to no, me. no no no
1: <laughs> the the montreal canadians versus yeah. the toronto maple Leafs. they both have long standing arguments about which one was the first hockey team
2: yeah
1: uh, they're both great arguments uh mm-hmm. They get you nowhere. They're it's just running in circles. <laughs> yeah. Two fan yeah, I mean
0: the Canadians have more Stanley Cuffs than anybody, but obviously they haven't won it since ninety-three. So yeah, they're you know what they actually that does parallel the Yankees a little bit. Like it's been uh they, they have the most by far, but it's been a while since they've won the big one. Um yeah. the Yankees last won in 2009 so I mean it's obviously a lot more recent than ninety-three, but uh the well I'm gonna parallel. They, they don't win they, they haven't won a lot recently yeah
1: i'm gonna parallel your yankees uh observation to why they're looking at houston and atlanta okay and not quebec or teams of, of that you know demographic area it's all about tv rights that's really what it is i mean nhl is by far you know your your fourth or third lowest rated uh, sports in america um So going to Quebec, which is great, there's tons of fans that would support a Quebec team. They would sell out every single game. It'd be great for the ownership, but who's watching a Quebec versus the Coyotes on a Tuesday night? No one's watching that.
0: Nobody outside of those two cities. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: exactly. But Um if you put them in Atlanta, you know, Comcast, Cox, you know, home of that neighborhood over there, Houston's already got a big television market going on over there. So that's the only reason why that's, that's basically what it boils down to.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it um, Houston, I get, I get that argument completely and I think it's long overdue for Houston to have a hockey team. I, I agree. Um, Atlanta. It does not make sense. It, It already failed twice. Do they think they can like find somebody to make it work this time? I don't. I think that that, I think we're looking at, the Quebec Nordiques um, uh, like, you know, maybe 10 years after the Atlanta uh, franchise gets expanded I don't, into. Again. I don't think it
1: has to do if it's a, uh, of, a successful organization or not. I think it has to do with where they could, they get the most money from TV rights. Are you going to get well, it in Quebec or. Well,
0: well, I'm saying that they'll put them in Atlanta and then they're going to relocate to Quebec because they already sure. relocated back to Canada sure. once. I'm just saying Atlanta is not going to work. Um, they've already, uh, it, it fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and uh we saw atlanta already not work twice i'm done with atlanta but if nhl does it if they decide they're gonna go in try a third time obviously they're gonna try their best and everything's gonna they're gonna paint rosy pictures about how this media market is so much better for them and blah blah blah, blah. i just don't give a shit stop trying atlanta it doesn't work okay <laughs> Stop forcing it. Stop All forcing right. it. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of things that don't work, let's talk about things that do work. And that would be the earthquakes working on the Vancouver Whitecaps. To, they get the win 2-1. Oh, they Transition. score soon They score. Yep, check if you had a little bell sound. Bing. There we go. <laughs> oh. Okay. So um they win two one. They get two late goals uh, in the like the sixty eighth minute, in the seventy seventh minute, or something like that. Um, uh, Jeremy Abobasi scored again, so that's two games in a row. Uh, they're currently seventh in the Western Conference, and as we mentioned before, uh, the new playoff format has nine teams in it. Uh, we're only two games in, but Quakes are going to the playoffs, baby. That's right. Let's make it happen. Woo! Woo! Can you imagine the playoffs
1: ended in two games? Are like That's you're in?
0: So ridiculous. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Oh god, I'd be so pissed off. Uh, but yeah. So um, uh, like I said, they can fight for a playoff spot. They're talented enough to maybe get it done. And Abobasi can has the ta- has all the talent in the world to get 20 goals this year. He got 18 last year in his first year as like a a predominantly forward player. So uh, he'd been a midfielder before. So he's, he's got all the talent in the world to get 20 plus goals and the Quakes should be challenging for a playoff spot. And we'll just kind of keep an eye on them as the season goes on. Hopefully they can keep, uh, keep surprising and keep playing well. So there's my soccer update, Tyler, you got a soccer update for us Uh, checking in across the pond in Wrexham. How are our boys doing?
1: First place, baby. (laughs) What? Yeah. yeah. So Knott's County dropped that game last week, like we had talked, and it allowed Rexton to get into first place. Amazing. Great. We're here. There's only like I don't know, 14-15 games left. So it's we're getting to the very, very end of this here. Would you call uh, it the needy greedy? This it's totally the needy greedy. Needy greedy. Knott's um, County tied their game on Saturday. So Rexon went into their game that all they had to do was win. So, all they had to do. And they would be up three points, which definitely would have given them an edge. And they probably would have won out the rest of the season and finished out in first place. So now they go into the game against Maidenhead and United and they're up 2 one. And then the 90th minute, we get an equalizer by Maidenhead United and that game ends 2-2. So nothing's changed. Rexham is still in first, but they are one point ahead instead of three points ahead. So. Unfortunate, but mathematically, if Notts were to drop another game and Rexham were to win out that game, they will definitely win the rest of the season in first place and move on to the to the uh, European Football League. European Football
0: League. Uh, League two, I think. League two.
1: Okay, so we have a way to go. Um, okay, we're getting close. We got not too much further to go. I will give you Wrexham update as we go. Hopefully. Things will work out and our uh across the pond Oakland A's version will uh finish out the season in the first place and we can move on and not have to do a playoff series.
0: That'd be that'd yeah. be great. Um, so uh, I get that that wraps up the main part of the show, Tyler. You did have one question you wanted to ask us about a certain food. Um, go and so set the table.
1: I just wanted to know, very curious.
0: Set the table. Oh, me. I see that. Oh, that's I see Ooh, that's good. Oh, I, I like oh, that. I like yeah, that. That. that's right. Yeah. There's your yeah. goddamn transition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just had a question for you guys, um, and we'll just jump into it. What is your favorite pop tart slash the best pop tart?
0: All right. So I actually have a clarifying question for you. Okay. Are you are you are you looking for the best ever period, no matter what, or are you looking for? Only flavors that are readily available right now, so like no special edition ones.
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I'd say for the sake of argument, what is readily available now okay. and not okay. special edition?
0: Okay, so not the SpongeBob mixed berry one. Got it. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, so my favorite Pop Tart is the blueberry frosted. Okay? Oh, you're insane! You're insane. Yeah, I love blueberries. <laughs> blueberries is my jam. That being said, the best one, because it's two different answers. You said favorite sure. or best. So my sure. favorite is the blueberry, but the best one is the cinnamon one. The fucking cinnamon one. Yeah, that's the right. Brown sugar like, one? Yeah, brown sugar cinnamon one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's the one. <laughs> what Just the inject fuck? that into my veins. I don't care. This is the hottest fucking take I've ever had on the show. Those are the two best ones. Hands down. It's over. Go ahead. Tell That's me your weak-ass strawberry. That's Go it. Go ahead. Bring I on can't... your weak-ass little raspberry or strawberry, whatever, Frosted. Come on. It's blueberry and it's brown sugar cinnamon. You know it to be true. <laughs> look into your soul. Look into your heart. You know it. No.
1: <laughs> you know what the craziest thing is? What? My favorite Pop-Tart, a.k.a. also the best Pop-Tart of all time, is brown fucking sugar.
0: Yeah! <laughs> It is, bro. I true. really thought
1: I really thought we were gonna debate this shit, and it turns out not. Um, <laughs> Tim,
2: what do you wow. got? <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, okay, I I'm such a basic bitch uh, about this because uh, the one, so I haven't had a pop tart in like decades, but the one that I would always come back to was the strawberry frosted ones.
0: Yeah, the the and mid the mid is
2: fucked that everybody loves. Got it exactly. But <laughs> I I I seem to remember that I don't know if this was a limited edition, but wasn't there a S'more? That's uh, oh, that's they, they readily available. One. That's okay. readily available. Yeah, that one I think I loved better. Like no wild berry for you? No, the berry what? No,
1: <laughs> the one that's like blue and like I think it's like yellow or red or something like that. No wild no. berry no mm. Mm. if i had a second it would probably be wild berry for me but brown sugar it in my household when i get brown sugar i am looked upon like i have a hump on my back and i am scorned from the earth that i would <laughs> how dare i grab brown sugar pop tarts the missus
0: clearly... doesn't love it huh
1: no it's clearly <laughs> the best one when you heat it up oh my god like a quick little microwave yeah. hit on no, it it's, oh. it's
0: very good it's like oh. it's they... Uh, okay. It depends on my mood, really. Like, blueberries are my, like, personal favorite. So I I, I love blueberry Pop-Tarts, muffins, you know, whatever, everything. Um, but brown sugar, like, is a top tier. It's the same discussion we have. What's your favorite movie? What's the best movie? Those aren't always the same answers for me as a True. fat man. You know, I always, like, when it comes to food, I have these, you know, I I, I can separate what I like best from what is the, like, what may actually be better, you know. Yeah. So, uh, it's you know, it's an interesting discussion.
2: And also, which is better just straight out of the package brown sugar? I could eat brown sugar, pizza. I could literally just break a brown sugar in half and just eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for for me like I I usually don't bother heating them up. I'll just eat them as is cuz it's just yeah. it's fine. <laughs>
0: There's yeah. No need. Yeah. We're getting the job done here and we don't yeah. We we don't need to apply heat, like it it still works just fine. It
2: works uh, that's so fine. crazy, man.
1: I really thought we were gonna debate this shit. And it turned out to not be a debate at all.
0: Well, <laughs> see, I, I mean, I, we,
2: we still have Sam that we have to come on, Sam. Sam I, probably I, likes
1: something. He's probably a basic bitch, probably we, likes cherry.
2: We better see Strawberry. your comments in the comment section.
0: You yeah. better <laughs> what is the best uh pot tart flavor? Um, email us svtsportspot at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear what you think as well. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram as well. These are very important questions we're asking and we demand answers. Okay. So I think that'll do it for us uh, in this uh, episode of the SVT podcast. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we post a new episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you all all you lovely people good afternoon good evening and good night
1: Ooh. good night sam
0: good night good, <laughs> good night sam good night everybody else <laughs> listening
1: unless you're driving stay awake stay awake please
0: stay awake